Yeah, I, I feel like the iPhone is like the Madden video game where like if you haven't been with it for like a decade plus now or grabbed one while you're young, just don't bother. It's done. You'll I... you'll never grasp it. Yeah, I feel like it's trolling me at this point because it's like, you know, simple things that I'm trying to do that it knows I'm trying to do. I think these things are designed to actually waste as much of our time as humanly possible so that we actually do anything worthwhile. I'm happy to comply, you know, as long as it's spitting out uh, pornography and letting me order food. I guess I'm happy. I mean, yeah, but it's auto-correcting all your words that are words to things that aren't what you, so it's like, you know. Oh, God, <laughs> the absolute worst thing is trying like while i'm driving around town and trying to like sext but dictating it to siri yeah it's like and i'm gonna eat your pussy yeah. and it comes out like yeah. you're pig ugly goodbye yeah it's, <laughs> it's like, like i'm gonna you. pound your tight count it's like no we're not talking dracula all right all right ah 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 they do sound that way uh everyone it's papa's basement i guess we're just gonna leave that chunk in as the we're intro because you- why not we are the kings of the cold open. Uh, yeah, I'm John Papa Giorgio, and she's Molly Heckerling. I'm Molly Giorgio. <laughs> Molly Heckerling. Um, I know at the end of last week's episode with Eva, I teased that I would go into the rest of my like three day New York trip, and I guess I I'm on Ritalin literally, and I meditate enough where I I remember things from previous episodes now, like Whoa. my. I know my MO used to just be like we would uh, abandon these things like a depression era child that you couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. You just you'd be like, oh, yeah, next week we're going to do this great bit again. And then the next week starts and it's just like fucking, you know, <laughs> the guy waking up in memento. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a healthier way to live. I mean, remembering things is just why would you torture yourself that way? Yeah, exactly. Just stare down, look at the tattoo on your flubby little tummy that says, introduce <laughs> yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Cold open, you're a schmuck, this will go nowhere. Yeah, in case you didn't remember, because why would you want to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you live at home. <laughs> if I couldn't uh, look up and see, like, the little model airplanes hanging, you know. You wake up in that. bed next to a mysterious woman, and it turns out it's your mom. Yeah, <laughs> she just got real sweepy. So, all right. Well, do you want to recap the previous episode of all your New York hijinks, like previously on Secession or something like that? <laughs> previously on Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, I yeah we we drive up to Brooklyn. My buddies uh, Rich, Tony, and Anne, and I use Anne's car, but Anne understands that I'm a prideful Mediterranean, so I get to drive her car. <laughs> Anne uh, understands. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what's up with my male fragility. Mm-hmm. So we we ditch the car at a real shitbox of a Best Western in mm-hmm. kind of the middle of Brooklyn, a little south of Park Slope, a little north of Coney. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, you know, in the porridge that Hispanic Goldilocks chose. Yeah. And... <laughs> The heroin um, porridge. Yeah. <laughs> and we see James McAvoy performing in Cyrano. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a gay kiss that the audience just starts cackling at. And I'm like, Why? this is hilarious <laughs> because, yeah, you would expect more from a New York audience. At least I would. And yeah. a lot of the audience was gay from what I could gather from the quality of the footwear I saw in the men's room. 
Wait, um, is it so? Is it a plot point where it's like they're actually supposed to be gay, or is it one of those like Shakespearean? Oh, no, it's not Shakespeare, <laughs> but is it like one of those like hijinksy things where it's like, oh, wah, ha, ha, he kissed a man to distract him? Oh, oh, I thought you were like, or was it like the actors were so fucking hot they lost themselves <laughs> and just started making out on stage for yeah. sport? Were they mad then? Did they like, just yeah. running train? <laughs> like the outtakes for Predator. Um, it was. Okay, I don't think there's any gay kissing in Shakespeare. Not that I'm intensely well versed in the man's I'm, I'm, I'm creating the Shakespeare in my mind that I wanted to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just want, yeah, you want a Shakespeare only fans. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet should have been Romeo and Homeo. <laughs> <laughs> not gay enough. <laughs> um, yeah. And the one guy fakes that he died of the hiv because this is a gay romance in 83. Yeah. The other one comes back and yeah. Um, it was a a scene where if you're familiar with Cyrano, there's the Christian who's like the simple but attractive guy that I think Roxanne falls for. Right. And then um, he is bemoaning because he realizes like pretty much she's just in love with Cyrano at this point right. and he's bemoaning cannot like two people become like one body and then he goes in for a kiss on old Cyrano Ruski oh and then a double dip and the the double dip like heightening in an improv scene got even more laughs and I was like come the fuck on yeah weird you would think that that's sort of an emotional longing to be I would have I would have been the one person in the audience going oh <laughs> like yeah really no, I, I was in just, the romance yeah I was just pissed because the laughter was really hurting my heart on you know right you're like, like look I can't masturbate in this theater if you're all gonna laugh at me yeah oh exactly. you're laughing at the show never mind I'm gonna finish <laughs> <laughs> you want semen or you want levity you can't get yeah. both unless it's Benny Hill right. um after that, we we went to the original, uh, what's it, Junior's Diner in Brooklyn. We went back to the hotel. Uh, drug dealers bonded with me out front while mm-hmm. also trying to uh, plow Anne. So that was fun. Nice. And then uh, went to bed at three in the morning after staying up to watch The Waterboy, because that's what I had to do by law once I saw it on the television. Mm-hmm. and uh, was kept up for the next 90 minutes as a drunkard, the room over, tried to kick in the door to get to his girlfriend or whomever. That's funny. Maybe You're his... like, she's not here. <laughs> I'm watching Henry Winkler, and you're ruining it. Yeah, look, I'm trying to come. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so trying to come to Henry Winkler. Yeah. Uh, so you're caught up on my Saturday. Or my okay, Friday. okay, so that's the recap. So then that lands us on um, Sunday. No, that was Friday. So we're now oh, on that was Saturday. Friday. Okay, so now we're on Saturday. So then this podcast okay. doesn't take the Sabbath off. <laughs> so anchor, you have to you have to be able to do electronics to do the anchor thing. Um, you're, okay, yeah, so... you're... no, I was what just going to say you're... so Saturday. I out of I figure what the fuck I'm a more sociable guy these days. I had reached out to a facilities company that I do business with who lately has been sending me to like all the Chase banks in the area. Um I if you're a blue collar guy, you know that these middlemen exist for everything. And again, they call themselves facilities companies, mm-hmm. but really 
they just try to land, you know, huge clients. Like I worked with one uh, for a long time who had like the old Navy family, which included Banana Republic and I forget what the fuck else, Athleta. Because uh, I remember there was a yoga pants store that was always fun to go to. Right. Yeah, you just that... go and work on the logs and stare at the asses and stuff. Exactly. Of the mannequins. <laughs> Only right. the mannequins. Nice. <laughs> and they, you know, the, the companies call them and they have this stable of locksmiths and door repair guys and plumbers and electricians and masonry dudes and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So somehow despite my horrible internet presence for my locksmith company these guys found me and they're like you want to do locks for chase and Mm -hmm. i've been doing that most of these companies are based out of new york i guess that's how they get their their big foothold you Mm -hmm. start there and then you can pretty easily branch into philly and you know kind of work the eastern seaboard usually stopping at richmond for whatever reason that's like Mm -hmm. the last bastion Um, they're like we don't fuck with virginia yeah exactly like it's a toilet dc yeah i guess i'd never even thought of that technically they don't mess with virginia because they view dc as its own beast fair enough oh yeah yeah um i i was like hey i'm gonna be in town wouldn't it be funny if i swung by and said hi and and they were like why (laughs) i will to my surprise the the woman in charge of it was just like, yeah, dude, I got nothing going on. When do you want to hang? And I was like, that's, okay. a, that's an interesting response. Sure. Um, and she was like, I live in Brooklyn. How about Saturday morning? We just walk and talk and I show you around. I'm like, sounds perfect. Hmm. So I, I do that. I, you know, the, the John who, well, I mean, I want to make it sound like I've transcended things and don't just live in my room and pound it all the time. And I do, but now I do these things too, right? That's now I go for a walk once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm, I'm like Ted Bundy, but I'm like, oh, but I also collect stamps now too. Haven't I changed? And it's like, you're still a serial killing piece of shit. Yeah, it's like, Uh, there's a little more to me now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not so two dimensional. Yeah. Would it be one-dimensional? There we go. God, that's <laughs> stupid. So uh, we we meet, and, and she's cool. Like, she, you know, starts talking about, like, what she does in her off hours and just kind of seems like she has a dog and she parties hard while, you know, just drinking and watching TV. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're my kind of friend. Right. And uh, she just kind of marched me around Brooklyn for hours and hours. Cause she's like, you want to keep going? I'm like, yeah, when the hell else am I going to get a guided tour of all these neighborhoods? Let's do it. <laughs> and unfortunately I had not put on sunscreen and I am very pasty for a Greek, <laughs> I guess via my mom's side. And yeah. I, I was like beat red after like five hours of walking around brooklyn like i finally got back to the shitbox hotel its actual name mm-hmm. and uh, we concluded by the way the trip with a stop to eat some uh, bon mi sandwiches are you big on those at all yeah they're great okay yes so i just i felt a little cocky because I, it was just there and we had to have it but there's like I think the second biggest Vietnamese in the country, Eden Center, Vietnamese mall in, in America is like right down the street from me. And I'm like, dude, there's are going to be better. And like a third of what I'm paying right here. And I was vindicated in this, by the way, like I paid $15 for a very meh on me. Oh no. <laughs> at, at least by my standards. Cause I think they were 
afraid to really put like the stinky fermented shit on it. Yeah. Like they're they like, we're, we're in Brooklyn. There's a lot of white gentrifiers here. They're not going to like the pickled fermented cabbage shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> that was my read as well. It was for <laughs> white people who, like, weren't ready for the way these things actually stink. And I, I trust me, I understand that I am also playing into the stereotype of, like, I'm the white guy who can handle the things the white guys can. Right, yeah. I'm the authentic white guy. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, let me tell you, like, I have picked these things up before and driven them to a friend's house. And, like, my friend will walk out to the car and be like, what the fuck died in here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it it smells like a latrine, a delicious latrine. But it's, I, I don't know how they straddle that line of <laughs> feces, but also yum yum. <laughs> i'm sure feces doesn't taste as bad as it smells so maybe there's something to it yeah uh, you know yeah like maybe the dogs have it right you know like dogs have this what a nose like 150 <laughs> times as developed as ours like right. if they're eating shit maybe yeah maybe we <laughs> like, this tastes like a really good bon me all the flavors are there yeah. You sure you like, don't want some? I mean, yeah, maybe there's a little fermentation thrown yeah. in the mix. Like, yeah, maybe they are like these shit sommeliers and we're just being <laughs> too prude regarding it. Yeah. I love the idea of a, of a shit sommelier where it's like, oh, it's bold with a nutty finish. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of texture to this. No literal texture. Yeah. It's got a grassy, earthy quality. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the making of a good bon me. Um, but, yeah, um, so then what happened? So, we are <laughs> about to take in one of the two improv shows we're going to see this weekend. Right. That uh, that <laughs> used to be my thing in New York. I would go to Upright Citizens Brigade, the huge improv theater, and we would just watch shows for like hours on end because A, I'm way more into improv than stand-up, and B, it's cheaper, and C, there were no drink minimums. So yeah, for like, I don't know, 25 bucks, you could watch like three shows in a row. It's pretty nuts. That's so funny. Yeah, so improv is basically the joy of watching stand-up, except there's no jokes and you're sober. Yes, exactly. So that's, <laughs> that's... that's great. No wonder your friends seemed like they hated you by the time we got to the diner. Oh, they, they <laughs> Tony especially has been exposed to improv before. And yeah, just absolutely hates it. Like to hear him tell it, he's like the first thing you ever took me to was some sort of grad show. And he's like, I've just never forgiven you for that. And I'm like, I wish I could blame you. But no, that's that's the correct instinct. I mean, if anything, it's a testament to his love for you that, like, you can get off to such a bad start and still be like, no, I'm going to be friends with this guy. I don't care about the improv. Yeah, I still love him. He's like, whatever. One one hour of bad in the, the middle of this fun time. You know, like, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times we've sandwiched the improv around banging hookers, you know? I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kidding, by the way, because I know that, like, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, and, um, and stand-up comedy can also be grueling and awful to watch, so I shouldn't shit on the improvisers. I uh, mean, let's be real. It's, it's all 
terrible. I, I think people like you and me, we're, we've spent years digesting this stuff. We've been immersed in comedy since we were young. Like it's this, there's a bit of a, a paradox where the more you get into it, the less it delights you. Like you're more familiar with the workings and you've seen it all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we've lived long enough to, to see a bunch of things and, and there's just more of everything now. So I feel like between, you know, everything having seemingly been done before and the sheer glut of content, I just, I'm sort of in that place now where I'm just like, everything is awful and nothing will ever be interesting. It, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be that like shitty, resigned, cynical person, but I am. Yeah, um, exactly. Embrace it. No, I... It, yeah. I I think more and more about vampire stories lately. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's just like, I'm really supposed to believe that this eternal creature that mm-hmm. has been around for hundreds of years mm-hmm. is intensely wowed by, like, this local teen or 20-something. <laughs> like, like, this guy who's had, had his dick sucked <laughs> by marie antoinette yeah every fucking before and after decapitation yeah let them eat come (laughs) has eaten every fucking food you could eat has traveled the world a hundred times over right but the fucking yeah like the dipshit with the morrissey poster on her wall like that's that's what fucking moves up he's like oh my god i've never felt this really get the fuck over it man uh so funny yeah there was supposed to be something about her pheromones that were extra delicious and i'm like i don't know all i see is her breathing through her mouth and putting her hair behind her ears like yeah it's a pretty standard act i don't know not been conveyed well um at any rate yeah i mean um i'm still having fun though you know with everything being trite and just bullshit but um so okay so how were the shows so we saw uh, we saw one show because Anne had a, a friend who has done improv in the past. I don't know has done a, a bunch in New York, but lives in New York. So we got to see the friend and the friend's husband. It was a group called uh, the Baldwins, and um, they they did like a good enough job. There was like a fifty something dude who actually seemed a lot like my old improv teacher, Sean. Like he's used to make six figures in advertising and i quit it to pursue this and you're like oh man like don't you miss healthcare and shit like (laughs) (laughs) hope you don't have cancer (laughs) yeah exactly i was like god how much is it gonna cost out of pocket to get like that scope up your butt man like Mm -hmm. you're at that age like so you know i i hope that guy's doing all right um they were they were good like i mean he got some solid laughs out of me there was that awkward thing I i don't know if you've ever experienced this and i'm guessing not with your mom but like there's a couple different archetypes that i dig in women and like one of them is kind of like the you know very pasty very raven haired brown eyes glasses has mm-hmm. a nice pair on her right um which the pretty much is just girl yeah 
Yeah, which is just like my mom when she was younger, I guess. Which so it adds a creepy element to it. But uh, <laughs> they had one performer in the group who very much was in that wheelhouse, and oh, I was really? like, mm, "Color this man intrigued." Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that strike you as hilarious in a way where it's like subconsciously all of us are going around thinking that we can fix our broken relationships with our parents if we fuck someone like them? <laughs> yeah well you're like hey it didn't work when i fucked my mom but yeah exactly that bitch still hates me um, maybe the second time out yeah um it's so funny yeah i've, well, I've I mean... heard it explained that way that we are attracted to people who represent both the best and the worst in our parents and it's we like the best because we have seen throughout our lives what these highlights bring you know like i'm sure you're attracted to funny motherfuckers we also like the worst because we think as an adult, I can fix this shit. Right. Well, you know, what's funny is because I have two dads in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I have, Harold. I watched the sitcom about, your right. Dad. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So I have Harold who wasn't around, who was also just endlessly brilliant. And then I have Neil who was always there. And I thought he was my dad for years and, and vice versa. And he was, he's hilarious, but he's like a space cadet. Mm-hmm. who my mom basically like stayed with even though she didn't love him and I realized the other day where it's like oh no like I fall in love with people who either are avoidant who I know I can never be with because I'm attracted to the fact that they leave like Harold mm-hmm. or I end up with the person that I'm not really in love with but stay with for years and years so it's like those two things yeah no, and we... no in between <laughs> I And what's weird is, like, I have heaped on years and years of therapy and recently meditation to try to change that. And it's like, it just feels so naked and weird to not try to act that stuff out anymore. Like, it doesn't feel particularly pleasurable. You know, like, it's like eating vegetables. You're like, I guess this is good for me. Well, but it's also like, you know, it's, it's sort of like when you recognize the problem you have and then you don't get the same thrill out of the addictive behavior anymore. You're 100%, like, this just yeah. kind of feels a little sad and I'm too old for it. Yeah. Um, okay, so anyway, there's this attractive woman doing improv and you're too distracted by your sexual longings for her to actually focus on whether or not she's funny. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Then- I know she was, she was uh, you know, you're right. And also, I was, again, pulled out my penis in the theater. (laughs) So they were like, we need a place and a thing. And you're like, I got the thing. Flop. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, look, I've I've ejaculated under cover of laughter before, so be funny. Yeah. Um, No, but I was thinking about that because I feel like it's a rock and a hard place that women are put in where it's like... um, you know, we've, we've been conditioned to just want to be sex objects and we should be empowered by our sexuality. But if we try to be sexy and funny at the same time, it's either distracting or, you know, the women who are out with their boyfriends fucking hate you. Or it's just like, it's like, how do I win? Like if you, if you're attracting people sexually, they're not listening to your fucking jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's one of those, again, I don't want to sound like this transcendent evolved being, but I, you know, it's like the scene. I'm in a China. man, so I get to transcend all those chapters. <laughs> I, I feel like Faye Dunaway getting slapped in Chinatown. Where yeah. I'm like, she's funny. I want to fuck her. She's funny and I want to fuck her. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I guess that makes me Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, 
you're the you're the little spawn of incest. You get stuck yeah, away. I am. I'm the one shaking in the locked room because I don't know what I am. Um, anyway, yeah. Um, okay, so so the show was good, and some girl reminded you of your mom, and you came, and um, yeah. Then what happened? And then I texted photos to my mom. <laughs> no. Um, then we we hung out with them for a bit afterward, and I. Again, uh, I don't feel like me anymore. I was able to talk to people and be social, sober. And I'm like, just what the fuck is going on? I don't like this, but mm. it's where I'm at now, Molly. It's <laughs> just where I'm at. So I was talking and I was, I was even understanding social dynamics. Like everyone was kind of in a row. And I was like working my way down the row kind of to get to her. I had warmed her up with a couple of jokes and then I looked at my watch, and I'm like, it's fucking time to see Molly. So if you want to know where you are in the, the rankings of my life, I was just like, bye, bitch, who looks like my mom, and thus I want to fuck her. Time oh to hang God. out with Molly. I can't yeah. believe I outranked the edible fucking attractive chick from the improv thing. You should have stayed. You should have just texted me and been like, fuck you. You don't remind me of my relatives. I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have other plans. Something came no. up. It was my penis. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a refractory period. I came early in the show and I'm ready to go again. Um, I would have understood. No, but I'm still grateful that you came to, to see me and, and forewent trying to, you know, score that yeah, one. Yeah, 100%. No, I was, look, it, it, I, that was the goal of the evening. We were going to go up to, I, I tried to pick some diners. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Upper West Side, I found a Greek joint, like, and I wanted to support my fellow Greeks. And so, in route, I, I realized uh, <laughs> that the place closed at fucking nine p.m. and it was like nine thirty. And you know, for the city that never sleeps, it's sort of fucking drowsy lately. You know what I mean? There's a lot of early closings in fucking New oh, York, man. Right. There's two brands of places in New York. Um, there's like, we serve food and then at 10 PM, like, fuck it. We all want to go home. And then there's the bars that are like, woohoo, we are the place that like, you know, might serve some shit, but we're primarily about alcohol and you come to hang out until 2 AM on a weeknight and see who you can bone. Um, so the the Greek diners typically don't tend to be the woohoo hookup alcohol spots. Yeah, because um, they have to wake up early the next morning to fuck their goats or whatever. I mean, also, to be fair, it's like I've been to the Olympian Diner, and I appreciate you wanting to, you know, support your fellow Mexicans that are working in the Greek Diner. But like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's not the statement you think it is. Just let oh, them no, go I, I get it 100%. <laughs> to one of my favorite lines, I've seen the movie once that has always stuck with me, is uh, Bert. Burt Young talking to uh, what's the Sylvester Stallone and Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. and Rocky says something about getting the special and he's like I don't know Italian food made by a bunch of Mexicans doesn't sound so special to me Rock I fucking always love that line and it just summarizes every restaurant you've ever been in right right and it's like I, it's, I'm not I'm not trying to be racist even though i am being so right now um it's it's more that business owners just want to fucking skirt any way to you know pay Mm -hmm. someone more um but 
yeah. I just want you to know, by the way, I, I Googled to make sure I said Burt Young instead of Burt Ward, a.k.a. Robin. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. Burt right. yes. Ward would have killed for that kind of work. He's so bitter now. It, it's got to be amazing. Doesn't uh, he just, like, live to run down the now deceased Adam West? Like, they were not cool for a while, or am I wrong? I don't, well, I mean, I, I'm only hearing the second hand from my 60-year-old ex-boyfriend who liked to go to conventions and shit, and I think he, like, went to a, you know, chiller theater expo in Parsippany or whatever, where it's like, here's Burt Ward and Adam West and Lee Merriweather, and he just said that Burt Ward was such an asshole. Um... <sighs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, God, do I hate that? Great I, I that just, <laughs> I really, I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys that just have this like plugged in income for the rest of their life. It's like you don't want it. Don't fucking do it then. I mean, it's probably not the plugged in income that you think it is, though. And that's no, I don't think he's making a Hollywood. small fortune. So he's also lazy. He's lazy and poor. Everything I hate. It's the glistening turd of like, oh, you can make it. I love but that when, when it's over, you're still not going to have an income and health insurance. So yeah, Burt Ward's probably know. living for those fucking $5 pictures he takes at a convention. Um, like he could have gone back to school. Come on. Uh, who goes back to school? I don't know. Um, I'm just fucking around. Rodney Dangerfield. Um, Rodney Dangerfield. You know what's funny is I actually here's here's the thing I will say before we get back to our amazing diner story. Sure, yeah. I see more people like your friend quitting the steady job to do improv or background work than I see people quitting the bullshit thing they were trying to do to actually try to get something real. Um, well, yeah, because once you've accepted a certain standard of living, you're like, ah, I didn't need to see the dentist this year. You know, like <laughs> you and and the highs are high, man. Right. They, they really are fun. Right. Yeah, they're fun. Um, but, you know, owning a car is probably also fun. Ah, fuck it. Um, That's anyway. it. Speaking of, like, my, I am currently trying to purchase that dead Prius off of Eva's family for 500 and then get a new battery jammed in it for 900 So, God, I hope that works. Yes. I know, right? Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's get to the good, let's get to the good part. We finally found a diner. And, um... And it wasn't the Olympians, sadly. We couldn't support the Greeks. Um, but it was, what was it, the West Side Diner? Um, Possibly. By, by I know West place. Way is in Midtown, because I actually used to eat there all the time before UCB classes. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was like right across the street from Zabar's, which oh, I... Oh, no. It was Cafe 82. That's something it. like yes. that. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's a great diner to walk by. It's right on the corner. It's like all windowed walls. And you'll see like two people inside that are like in their 80s drinking out of a dirty cup of coffee. And you just think like, yes, I want that to be me. Um, <laughs> You're like, they are laundering so much money through this place. They are. They must be. But it's it's still, you know, from the outside, it looks like, you know, a more depressing version of the Edward Hopper painting. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, fuck it. I want to I want to live in that. Um, just a singular Nighthawk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's all the same people that posed in the in the painting. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... <laughs> they each get one night of the week. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I I bring my crew uptown. Uh, we, you know, Tony especially, he wants it to all be greatest hits. Like right. every place we eat needs to be like the best pastrami. The He's Italian. So every mm. fucking thing, like if he had his druthers, every meal would just be like the best pizza and <laughs> the best, the best the fucking cannoli. So us just kind of pulling a diner out of our ass. He was just like, I'm coming, but this and improv, I hate you. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming, but I'm not making any conversation and I'm just going to sit here and shake my head. Yeah, exactly. Like I am, <laughs> this is like day 300 of the Iranian hostage thing for me. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just phoning <laughs> it in at this point. And... I'm just pretending to be a hostage. I'm not, re- I'm checked out. Yeah, dead couple, <laughs> suck my cock. Um, so we, uh, I dump him off and mm. like an excited baby boy, like the little puppy I am, uh, mm. I am like calling you yeah. and, and asking like, which turns are you making? Which avenues <laughs> and streets are you approaching from? I was surprised by that. I wasn't prepared for the like, I'll meet on the Harry Met Sally. Like, I'll see you across the street and run towards you when the yeah, light changes. Exactly. Masturbating while eating a pastrami. <laughs> I didn't know that you could do both with one hand. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, go to an all boys school. <laughs> But and, yeah, it was, uh, it was very sweet. I was very happy to finally see you in person. Yes, and you as well. And like, I I know that people like us, we take for granted that we're intelligent because all we want to hear is we're attractive. Like, uh-huh. you're you're super fucking cute, man. What the hell? Like, Thank I can, you. I can completely see how you used to get all the bar dick in the day. Aw, that's yeah. so sweet of you. Yeah, you know, herpes doesn't just catch itself. Uh- <laughs> you had to work. um thank you i appreciate that no i know it's also like when you correspond with somebody for like over a year online and you've never seen them below the shoulders and you just have no idea what to expect or even just like the angles that we're able to manipulate our faces into with these shitty short lens cameras It's, it's more the angle thing it's really more the angle thing that i fear these days Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like we've we've learned throughout the the years and the decades. Like I remember the first time I met someone that presented themselves online, and it was literally just like face pics and then some cleavage stuff. And I'm just like, "There's no way she's anything short of being a young Sofia Vergara." And like, you know, the, right. there's a lot going on there. You know, like the just think the Titanic iceberg. We'll leave it at that. Oh my god! Um, and let's not be sexist about it because men do it too. Men are just you know. Of course, and everyone you, is equally obnoxious now. Do you ever think that I have sent a cockpit with any source of perspective in it ever? <laughs> no. Yeah, you're like get all the remotes out of the shot. Uh, every Coke can, you know, like I every shot is pretty much like an immigrant arriving at Ellis and staring <laughs> up at the Statue of Liberty from the base. Like it's it's, it's huddled in a little shawl with just the head poking out. Yeah, it's no. it's like when you actually see the Mona Lisa in real life, and you're like, this thing's like a fucking six by six inch. You know what the hell? This is nothing. It's like, yeah, I duped you. And it's under tinted glass. Yes. 
<laughs> covered in decades and decades worth of sneezes. Um, <laughs> just like a vampire's penis. Yeah. So we, That's funny, yeah. So we finally met and we uh we we run back in mm-hmm. and i introduce you to the rest of the gang i kind of you know what what was what was your take on everything and the read of the situation and all that well, okay so i gotta say your friends are genuinely lovely um i know you know um your was it tony's sitting in the corner and yes. you know just hating every second of it but he was also still very nice um Big history buff, I take it. Um, yeah, oh yeah. Someone who's quietly the most well-educated person at the table. Um, yes. And uh, if if you want to know how big of a history nut he was in the day, I remember taking like a Roman history class, mm-hmm. uh, Roman Revolution, that I think started with Hannibal, mm-hmm. and like I had just read this shit. And heard it in class and retained what I retained. And he starts going on about the entirety of Clan Barca, which Hannibal was a part of. And the father, I think, I couldn't even tell you this day, if the father is Hamilcar and the brother's Hasdrubal. And he's going on and on about the tactics. And I'm like, you're either a genius or autistic or all the above. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck. But I was like, this is awesome to listen to. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. The the type of person you always want to have around because as annoying as it can be to always hear, actually, it's like, yeah. no, but I'm going to be corrected on something that I need to be corrected on. Yeah. Oh, God. And if you want to talk about beating off when you get one right that he didn't. Oh, that's just Viagra for a week. <laughs> nice. That's funny. Yeah. When you when you finally best the person who's always right and they have to give it to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man they hate it so yeah he was lovely um your friend rich was lovely so um yeah i'm of course like the breakfast for dinner type of slob if i'm at a diner so naturally i and i also have been conditioned by um growing up with neil israel to always like want to order the cheapest thing on the menu um so I think... it just works with the last name you said it not me right well it's like you know you know he's sensitive about it and i and, and i uh i got like two eggs and your friend rich was like you know oh you should get the side of onion rings and dip them in the egg and i was like oh my god this is such a crazy adventure i've never done this before like i'm a trisexual i'll try anything once i've never done that shit <laughs> Um, I wish I could tell you that that was like Rich's mo, and I'm just like, oh, that egg dipping motherfucker. Yeah, like, he just he has a yolk fetish, and he likes yeah, just watching. Never it. in my life has he shown any sort of affinity for onion rings or like. I know, I know he likes the 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 egg sunny side up, but the onion <laughs> ring thing was new. So yeah, he was, he was this is just yeah, there. we we achieved that level of intimacy that quickly because we bonded. So Charles, um, no, 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 yeah. And uh, and the server was very nice. He didn't even he didn't charge us extra for the substitution, did he? I don't. Yeah, I, I yeah. This is, I know this is breaking kayfabe. I didn't <laughs> the receipt. I was just like, yeah, here's. <laughs> I totally. You seem like the kind of guy who because when I didn't finish everything, it was the same Neil Israel reaction of like. You didn't finish everything, and now I'm going to eat what's left because I can't stand that I might have spent 14 cents on something that you <laughs> didn't finish. What do you think money grows on trees? I'm just, I'm just a hungry, hungry hippo. It's coming from a different place. <laughs> You're totally that type of dad. 
it's so funny um but yeah it was a lovely time and and like i said before i'm surprised that you're still willing to be my friend after watching me like eat eggs that's a real testament to the to the bond i mean yeah you're you're just one of those people i could tell you were like as comfortable as you were mm-hmm. and you were absolutely charming at the table and funny as shit and i kind of just wish because like it was a great little back and forth bit mm-hmm. um like yeah i could tell you were like in your head both about just being around people but also like eating in front of people and i like, have a huge issue eating in front of people and yeah. it's because of my mom and also because of my feelings of being like a former fat kid and then mm-hmm. also um you know when you feel like people are watching you and it makes you clumsier than you normally are yeah and um and also i have misphonia which is a lot of fun. So, like, the sound of me hearing myself chew makes me feel like everyone else at the table hears it and is disgusted. I did not by know me. that was a thing. It's totally a thing. Even the sound, I hate to say this, like, even the sound of people kissing sometimes, like, makes me enraged. Uh, so, Rich and Tony made you really angry. Because <laughs> he was just making out with his hand the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just smearing egg on each other's lips. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of things. So it's like, I prefer to eat the way I exercise and masturbate. It's like, I want to be alone in a dark room and no one is watching my shame. Headphones in. Yeah. A little Headphones. protein afterward. Yeah, gotcha. Blasting Bob's Burgers so I don't hear myself chew. <laughs> uh, I I just, you were, yeah, you're a great company and we're, I know that we're going to be back up end of june i hope you're still there because everyone wanted to see you again and i might try to sneak up even before that okay okay yeah that'd be awesome we're still i mean we haven't closed on the house yet and i'm excited but also still nervous because like it's the george costanza thing of not being able to believe that anything good can ever happen to me without it being followed by the adonai smackdown Mm -hmm. um so um if it all goes according to plan we would be moving i want to say for harper's birthday she's got the same birthday as my grandma so it's august 17th like i can't leave before grandma's birthday because she's already threatening to just die so you know oh god (laughs) old people can just do that cotton hill style just kill their pulse and that's it (laughs) yeah but like they'll do it out of spite just like cotton hill so you know she'll, she'll do it out of jewish guilt spite I'm already veering into that territory where like, you know, for decades, you're just fearing death. And even if you're depressed, you secretly don't want to die. I've <laughs> lately just gotten to that point where I'm like, it's kind of all genuinely boring. Like really what the hell else is out there? I mean, I don't know. I'm in, I'm enjoying myself. I'm one of those idiots that always has hope in the box. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I'm just like, no matter, maybe that's also a privileged rich kid thing. Cause things have never gotten that bad for me. So it's easy to have hope. I just have um, Helena in a box. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> Boxing help. <laughs> Chopping off its arms and legs. That's what I've done with hope. I chopped off its arms and legs and I'm not letting it leave. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I just, I don't want to feel like I would ever turn to my daughters and be like, 
you shouldn't go off and enjoy your life because then I'll be alone and I may as well just die and fuck you. You're my whole reason for living and because of that, I'm going to make your life miserable. Like, I just don't get it. We're not related. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, maybe because I've gotten that so much. Does does your mom do that shit to you? I mean, it's like this. it used to be way more on the nose and now it's just this like, no, no, please. Nothing would make me happier than you going out and doing this. But it's like, I can tell you have nothing outside of us, you know, like nothing really brings you joy. Um, and you're just, you know, you're into us for money here and there. Like we're also yeah. grossly interconnected. It's, yeah. you know, like it's, it's like you telling your left lung you're cool with it leaving. Like, you know, <laughs> I need um, that thing sometimes. My mom, you know, she still likes to bitch to me occasionally about things that she hates. I think that Harper's the person that she's going to miss most. Grandma, I mean, you know, I don't know what her her deal is. It's like, she's like the Willie Loman thing where it's like, I say the thing and then I say the exact opposite because I feel both ways and I don't remember what I just said, kind of. So it's like... I just want you to be happy. You can go and do whatever you want. But what are you doing? What are you going to do for money? And you didn't marry well. And it's like, God damn. Yeah, that, I, <laughs> every inch of that has been uttered by my mom. And I don't think you can be encouraged to go out there and explore in life by someone who's like fundamentally fearful and maybe more damning, like vocal about their fear all mm-hmm. the time. Because it's just like, I... And maybe it's it speaks to us being anxious people and trying to please and anticipators and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I know what you're thinking. Right. Like, you're not happy with this. All that would really make you wet is me getting some boring nine to five with benefits and then marrying <laughs> some stupid broad and crapping out kid. You know, like. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's probably <laughs> besides the nine to five, you can do improv and marry some stupid broad and crap out kids. Um, really? If that's, improv, if that's what getting you a woman. Want. Come on, if Molly. that's what makes you happy. <laughs> um. I guess like it's it's yeah it's weird my my mom I feel like she succeeded because she had the great antagonist of my grandfather where it's like mm-hmm. someone who tells you that you're a loser you'll never amount to blah because you're not you don't know how to type like in and the then you're cradle, like oh I'll like, show you'll, you. you'll never direct Sean Penn in a yeah. brilliant comedy <laughs> never yeah he came back from the war and turned to <laughs> said you'll never direct alicia silverstone um <laughs> but yeah it's a great spite is a great motivator to have someone be like i'll show you not just someone who's like you know oh i love you and you can do whatever and but also don't leave what do you want to do that for um you know it's a different kind of antagonism that does yes. For and, the uh, accomplishment. And 100%, yeah, mine is in Camp B. Yeah. Guilt isn't a great motivator. It just makes you crippled because you feel bad all the time. Yep. Um, but love your mom. She sounds lovely. Um, She's not a bad person. She's and, and what I've heard of your mom, she sounds cool, too. You know? You and could, your grandma, you could, fuck's you could, we could do We could do millennial mom swap and you wouldn't miss a beat. <laughs> We've we've discussed this. Once you move away, I cannot wait to have New York, Mom. Mm-hmm. I am pumped. Yep. 
It's going to be so much fun. She, All she wants is like a 30-something-year-old guy to hang around so she can ask him computer questions and watch Fellini movies. That's basically what she did with Josh Trank after we broke up and I left for college. And he lived in my house for like two or three years after that. That cracks me the fuck up. I know. She just likes to have her like Amy's tree house of, you know, young people. Oh, sign me up, even if I'm 41. Mm. I've I've been I've been taking a correspondence course regarding Google Docs. So oh, good for you, Beth. Yes, I'll be all caught up by the time. Don't whistle on the elevator. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I I guess that's that was our time together for the the Saturday night, and not mm-hmm. much else happened Saturday night. We we bemoaned that we couldn't go to Zabar's because I know of it it's just like a lot of jewish food right like fucking smoked white fish and yes it's the it's the it's the fancy upper crust jewish grocery store Uh, okay they don't stay open till 2 a.m it's not exactly a smush spot so um, (laughs) they were closed by then (laughs) next time despite the yiddish sounding word that is smush (laughs) yeah um yeah do they okay real goy goy ask questions about zaybars do they like sell food on the like if i just i'm like give me sandwich x can i buy that there or they just like no here's shit to take home and you do it yourself it's pretty much that vibe it's they have okay so there's a zaybars express where it's Mm -hmm. like next door to the grocery store and they do make sandwiches and little takeout things it's like it's like a little annexation of the place next door to make, you know, to go shit. Okay, um, right on. But Zaybar's proper, <laughs> Zaybar's proper <laughs> doesn't sell um, to ready-made shit like that. They have like a deli counter and things that like if you were going to a party and you were like, I want to bring this much blah, 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 you know. Um, so, yeah, that's the So vibe. if I wanted to be like an absolute piece of shit, like I could walk up to the counter and like buy a rye and then just like put it together out front and eat. Yeah, if you wanted to. <laughs> and lower the value of the place. I mean, you couldn't possibly because thanks to our, you know, shitty fucking government um, not taking care of people, there are so many houseless people in this neighborhood. So if you literally went into Zabar's and bought a rye and started assembling yourself a corned beef sandwich on the street, people would just think like, oh, look at that respectable young chap. Yeah, he exactly. <laughs> I love what a suburbanite's idea of looking like a hoodlum I have. It's like, uh, no, you're not masturbating with the sandwich and, you know, screaming white power. You're you're just eating food. That's fine. Yeah. If you're literally not taking a shit out in front of Zabar's or in the middle of the store, like, you're pretty much New York upper crust. Oh, man, you know what's funny? Uh, a woman shrieked that to me at Port Authority and I thought she was just being vulgar. <laughs> she was like, you're a New York upper crust. <laughs> did you go to the port authority uh i mean real fast i'll just give you the the sunday um we went to the bronx little italy where we uh, tony has to go by law and buy i'm not kidding maybe 12 to 15 pounds of bis- biscotti as i have to pronounce it <laughs> right. uh, cookies 
And then, uh, you know, we eat a pretty good Italian meal, but he wants to act like it's uh, the fucking nipples of Venus herself. And mm-hmm. I go along with the, the charade. And uh, Like, we, this is we... what the diner should have been. Yeah, and it was good food. I fucking, uh, uh, God, Tradenoi. We eat there all the time. They have daily specials. It's great. I'm, I don't mean to bemoan the place, but it's fucking, God, it's a ravioli. Fucking come on. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and then we, we drove back into Manhattan because we were seeing improv that night and we were going to eat at Katz's Delicatessen, the famed uh, Harry Met Sally pastrami joint. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did drive by uh, Port Authority. Because I took us down Forty um, Second Street to, you know, go through Times Square. I had never actually seen the the New Year's Eve ball before. I didn't realize it was like twelve feet in diameter. Like it looks so fucking tiny up close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, they, it's all about the angles. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So maybe I am packing. If from that angle, that thing <laughs> looks small. Maybe yeah. There you go. Um, God. Other than that. Uh, one went by the corpse of the old UCB. It's now a place called Theater 555. Okay. Um, went to the Lower East Side. I gotta say that Katz's sandwich is just... Fuck, man. I, I Whatever. So over... Like a $25 pastrami. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. It's huge. And we each split one. But still, like, I would eat... Uh, I would eat a banh mi or even, like, an average WAP sandwich over that any day of the week. Like, there's just no seasoning, really. I guess the meat is the seasoning. I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what was supposed to wow me about this goddamn thing. Well, see, we're Jews. So, to us, seasoning is salt, and then that's it. So, <laughs> if it's got salt, there you go. <laughs> we're done yeah yeah and i that that is part of why i think my mom is secretly jewish and and maybe her tastes <laughs> were informed by the four years she did at university of maryland where like every single one of her friends was jewish mm-hmm. um because yeah she loved that basic ass shit and i'm like yeah. come on you're so like boring. this soup has no seasonings in it and she's like what are you talking about i put so much schmaltz in it <laughs> <laughs> can't you taste the water yeah <laughs> yeah so that's uh and we it was greek easter and i came across this uh greek restaurant that just had women that looked like the kardashians pouring out of it and everyone was speaking greek and so i literally told the other three to wait around like cucks while i tried to shove myself in because i also had to take a piss but like <laughs> i've never i i mean do you ever have experiences where you're like okay i'm jewish but like i'm not actually jewish because like i have that with greeks all the time where i see greeks like fucking speaking greek to each other and like singing greek songs i'm like what the fuck are you weirdos doing i'm not actually <laughs> this at all yeah uh, it's like I, I get i'm i'm cut from the cloth but i'm not committing to the bit the way you guys are yeah and, and like i had a pang for a second because like like on the whole i mean i guess it's like any other bar but like the women were like striking again like fucking you had like the the darker ones with the dark hair you had the ones fitting my mom's cut you had fucking greek gingers which i didn't know was a thing but they were there that was odd mm-hmm. um you were like it was a it was a veritable neapolitan of greek beauty and i still couldn't bring myself to smash a plate yeah exactly no opa here none uh and you know to to trade in greek tropes and like how unsafe and disorganized they are um like i i literally had to push tables around like fucking tetris just to be able to walk to the back like had there been a fire 
mm-hmm. it might have been a hundred percent fatality rate. Like <laughs> no one would have made it out. Like you've never in your life seen a restaurant where legitimately there is no pathway, Molly, none, mm-hmm. and just packed to the go. They did not give a fuck. They didn't. Did you, they're... You're supposed to jump up on the table and just. You know, I mean, it really. <laughs> it, it really. I guess everyone. They're Greeks, so anyone's genitals pressed against their rump is a good time. I had to flatten myself, <laughs> you know, like a cat trying to escape a bad situation to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, it was a trip, man. But I, I felt like I did my my Greek on Easter duty by walking in for five minutes and being like, "Yes, this is what I'm not a part of." Because yes, I... I left my urine in your toilet. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Greek. Um, yeah <laughs> now you're just mixing in some king of the hill and uh yeah we saw the the former uh ass cat show out of ucb now relabeled rat scraps on the lower east side a drank at a cat cafe which was you had to pay extra to actually pet the fucking cats oh my god otherwise you could just yeah i'm not sure like you could otherwise just look through them or look through a glass partition at them like a like a goddamn amsterdam brothel yeah you know i was wondering how that works with the toxoplasmosis thing it's like isn't it against health code violations to or health code laws to have a fucking cat walking around your yeah like you you have to shift Mm -hmm. and you have to uh pay pay the madam Mm -hmm. to actually get back there because otherwise yeah you watch other people frolicking with cats and having a great time and you're like this cat cuck is the madam the may west cat from fifel goes west yeah yeah (laughs) it's a it's a cat (laughs) Cat she comes up and she's like oh all looking no touchy unless you pay (laughs) (laughs) all right we're we're going out on that note okay (laughs) Molly, you're a delight. Uh, we'll see each other, I guess, within a month or so. Yes, that'd be lovely. Um, we'll we'll um we'll go hit up the Zaybars Express and take. A I day. want that. God damn it! <laughs> nice. I've, okay. I've yes, and you can bring along both a salt and a pepper packet to show me the delights <laughs> of Jewish cuisine. I'm gonna bring a packet of salt and a packet of sweet and low, the full Jewish spice rack. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, will have a Ziploc bag filled with pastizu crammed in my keister. <laughs> nice. And that's uh, <laughs> how I made friends in prison. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll record sooner than later, I hope. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Papa. Bye. Anytime. Thanks. <laughs>